Star Trek is owned by CBS Studios, Inc. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love. Everyone you know. Everyone you ever heard of. Every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering. Thousands of confident religions, ideologies and economic doctrines. Every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization. Every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer. Every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there, on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, but without it we go nowhere. Somewhere, something incredible is waiting to be known. These are the voyages of the USS Pegasus. Shuttlecraft Log, Stardate 43051.8 Lieutenant Tuan Recording We, myself, Commander Hunt, Lieutenant Thatcher, and Lieutenant Book are on our way to Narandra Station. The station is located in the Shackleton Expanse, a vast region of previously unimportant and unexplored space, which in recent years several major powers have begun to explore. As Starfleet is currently stretched thin in regards to available ships, we are traveling in this shuttlecraft, a runabout, 
and will be for the entire two-week journey. Techs have worked to improve the life support system. However, in our second week, we have noticed the air becoming more stale over time and look forward to reaching our destination. Uh, so obviously, um, my character's at the con. Um, depending on what other, uh, like it's, uh, roundabout interior is pretty small, isn't it? So how many bunks? Two. That's why you're hot bunking. Uh-huh. Take, taking turns sleeping. So like two on watch, two off watch. Two so on who's one. flying the ship when I'm not flying the ship? The botanist. Sure. Obviously. All right. Um, I guess. But it's, it's, it's been, it's a straight run. Uh, it's not been uh, particularly dangerous. So, you know, any, any of you could have handled the standard flying sort of thing. And you are in warp. Well, who's on watch with um, my character? Um, I can be. Okay. And the other two are asleep. The commander's looking down at the uh, panel, one of the flashing lights. He looks up at Kel. Uh, we're picking up a distress signal. Wasn't expecting that. Not in warp, anyway. Well, what do you think we should do about it? Is it a signal or is it a message? It is a message. Oh. All right. Play the message. <laughs> and it's really staticky. And you can see a human Federation science officer standing in front of, of the hollow projector. This is for environment. Danger. Emergency distress. Assistance required. We repeat. Zeris 4. Where is Zeris 4 from our current position? I will allow someone to do a um, anything related to astrogation to try to get some um, momentum and general information. So what would that be? Um, it would be science and oh, reason because it's information. Do I... Can I assist? If you want... Wow. <laughs> okay. This will be interesting. Um, I will so I will assist because I assume my, since I've seen all of this yeah. as well, I would be trying to think of where this is as well. Well, right. so my character's first name is Phoenix. Yep, Phoenix. just so you know. Okay. And you would have been... So Phoenix turns to um, Kel. He's like, he's got a bit of a confused look on his face as if, oh, uh, Zeri's four? Uh, do you know where Zeri's four? Have you, like, psh, um, I'm just I'm just a pilot. I usually just fly around, um, you know, uh, systems and asteroid belts and stuff. Yeah, I, 
not entirely sure, but I will. You want to go wake up Aura? Mind. See if he knows. Yeah. We might as well wake them both up. All right. Cal will go wake up the other two. Uh, is it my turn already? Not exactly. Do you know where Zeri's four is? Uh, it sounds familiar. It has to be within okay, range because well, we're picking up a distress signal. Yep. There's apparently danger, and they need assistance. Can I roll to see if I know it? If you're going to access the ship's logs, yeah, if that's what you're going to be doing, like the database. Yeah, I'll access the ship's database. I will wake the botanist up as well. Not necessarily any particular reason to, but hey, they might as well be up. Well, botanists might know about plants that come from Zeri's Fall. So they might know where Zeri's Fall is. Well, I will wake them up either way. Oh. Nice rolls. Nice. I believe that is two success. Yeah, thanks, Aura. I was going to have a look, but um, I'm more a hands-on-y kind of pilot. <laughs> and usually I more just give advice to people. And how do they take it? Really depends on the person. Uh, yeah, Zeri's four. Uh, if I recall correctly, that's a Federation research station. It's about 12 hours away from here. Uh, Zeri's four itself is a, an M-class planet. Uh, no native, uh, sentient life forms, but, uh, there is a lot of, uh, plant life and a low amount of animal life. Oh, so our botanist may come in handy. Yeah. Uh, why did you want to know where Zeri's 4 is? And Phoenix brings up the distress signal. And it plays again. It's a loop. It's not uh. It's not ongoing. It's just like it's, like it's ongoing, but it's not like they're not doing it in, in live. It's just they've made it and it's just on, on the, the computer must be sending it out. Are you aware of any dangers that would be present in that area, Aura? Uh, no, the the local wildlife is not particularly dangerous, as far as I know. Uh, the research station was studying plants, so it's not... Mm. It's not like they were dealing with anything dangerous. Yeah, this is a, a concerning thing. We should probably go check it out. It's our duty as Starfleet officers to respond to any distress call. I would agree. Commander? I concur. Uh, Aura, do you want to send a... Can you send a message to Starfleet informing them of our detour? Sure. And I do that. Is our botanist still asleep? No, she's gotten up. She's standing behind you. What's going on? Um, we're taking a detour. Why? Distress call from Zeri's 4. Do you know anything about the research station there studying plants Zeri's four there was something in one of the journals before there's a there's not many animals which was weird but a lot of plants and they were going to do some studies there was some positive uh research done and just initial stuff but it looked like that there was some things that might be good for medicine some regenerative sort of dna stuff 
Huh. But it was really preliminary. That was like five years ago. Well, I wonder what went wrong then. But we're headed there. Uh, not yet, we're not. Uh, well, <laughs> so we will be. <laughs> Phoenix will adjust coordinates, uh, pull us out of walk. And it's just deep space. There's nothing around. And uh, get the coordinates off Aura. Yeah, I send them over to you. Oh, line up the ship and then we'll hit warp speed. Um, do runabouts have a variable warp drive or is it just like just warp one, warp factor one? I think it, it's, no, I think it's faster than warp one, but it, I don't think it's particularly fast. I think it's up to warp three, something like that. Oh, yeah. So I think you could probably do one, two or three. So could we get there faster or is that, it's that 12 hours at top speed? That was 12 hours at top speed. If you want to try to make it faster, you can roll against it, but there is the chance of something going wrong. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll be keeping a listen to the uh, recording, but they're just asking for assistance. They're not really asking for urgent assistance. So, I mean, is there such a thing as a non-urgent distress call? It sounded pretty serious to me. Well... In the nautical sense, if a ship puts out a distress signal, you can have ships that, like, might lose their engine power and are just floating in the ocean, compared to a ship that's actually sinking. Which one would be more the priority? Definitely the ship that's sinking. Oh, well, I hope the research station is neither sinking nor floating in an ocean because I don't believe it's meant to be either Commander looks at Kel um, is Zeris 4 a station or is Zeris 4 a, a um... there was a research station Zeris 4 is an M class yep. planet so is the research station on the planet or in space it's on the planet studying plants so how much danger could plants really be I'm not sure the plants are the danger. That's what they were researching. No, we don't know what the danger is. I think we should go in expecting hostiles. Just in case. Well, Commander Hunt's going to be uh, playing back the message every now and then just to see if any th extra bits of information comes th come through as we get closer. Do we have um, weapons on board? Um, the runabouts have basic weapons, and the there is like uh, the hand phases, and uh, within reason, there is some um, there is there is standard sort of gear available. Who's keeping track of our momentum, by the way? I've got it written down. Um, I mean, I've got yeah, me too. But we all could, or just one could. It, I don't know. If we all do, we could end up with um, different momentum at the end of the day. We'll start <laughs> again, start again next week. Say, Hang on, I've got true. two momentum. No, I've got, I swear I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that that's why possible. I'm not I'm not gonna keep track. Alright, well I've got that we've got one. Yep. So Maybe it's something we check after at the end of the game. I get I guess there's new right. uh people being thrown together off to a new um, you know, location. We're all sort of yeah. probably a little bit um what do I talk to this person about? Hmm. I have no idea what interest. Yes, yeah, there's a certain sense of awkwardness here. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of awkward. What? Uh, what rank is she? Uh, she's a lieutenant junior grade. Ah, same. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you all lieutenant junior grades? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's Aura? Uh, yeah. I believe yep. that. I just wrote lieutenant, <laughs> but I'm assuming that's it's a, just... It's a commander and a bunch of... Well, what you know about the Pegasus lieutenants. is it is an old NX refit. So the NX class was the first Enterprise ever. So you know Starfleet is getting pushed on its, its resources through various things with the Dominion. There's been some Borg stuff that they are pulling out old ships that have been mothballed basically from Starship graveyards. And okay. the refit was done uh, not quite from the Enterprise era. It did go through a, a reasonably ex extensive uh, change. It had a whole new section added that wasn't on the original Enterprise design. But still she's an old ship and you've you, you you didn't get tons of information about it but you did get that it had been pulled out of being from one of the graveyards and that a crew was being assembled so you're assuming you may not be heads of sections but you are definitely uh, going to be key components of medicine science and stuff like that which is why you're you're all um, jun lieutenant junior grades, except for me. Except for you. Except yeah. for Adam. But you. So you get to be in charge. But you know that Lieutenant Book is going to a different ship. You're just mm -hmm. ferrying her to the the station, but she's got a different assignment. Ah, okay. A rescue mission. So is Kel's Kel's last name or? Kel is Kel's first name. Kel's last name is Tuan. How do you spell that? T-U-A-N. And Aura's last name? Thatcher. Thatcher. As in Margaret Thatcher? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A relative, <specifically>. I'm sure. <laughs> Lieutenant Thatcher and Lieutenant Tuan and Lieutenant Book. Cool. Yep. Yep. And I suppose we should describe our characters a little bit. Mine is half Andorian, half human, so kind of not quite as dark a blue color as most Andorians. Um, but yeah, they've got the little antenna thingies. Are you blue? Uh, yeah, not quite as blue as other Andorians though. Cool. And what's Emily's character? Cal is 
basically looks exactly like a human except got like a little silvery buttony thing on her forehead. Um, but other than that, there is no real difference between a human and a... Adam and I were debating how you say this. Is it Rizian or Rizian? I thought it was Ryza. Ryza? Like the place. The planet Ryza? I think, it was R- I think it's Ryza, not Riza. So it would be Rizian? That's how... I mean, we can we can check, because, I mean, there's several episodes. But they're amazingly empathic. Like, the reason why Ryzen's are so... That's why they'd make a good counselor. Yeah, I mean, they're, they, very... they're very open, but they see past people's, like, things that other people might judge them on. Mm-hmm. And they don't see that as a, as a detriment or a reason not to like someone or want to spend time with them. So I think, while there's a joke... Obviously, because they are so sexually free, and it's sort of like the, the space hippie in a way of, of Trek. At the same time, there's something really kind of like cool about them. As, it, like if you actually look at what their sort of ideology is with this. But the flip is that they're amazingly empathic, so they do make really good counselors, medicine, you know, anything in medical. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean they can't be scientists and stuff, but they are just they are really in tune with people and their emotions and that. So they're kind of like Betazoids in that way, but without the um, Telepathy well, and that. As, yeah, they have no telepathy or anything. Well, they could possibly make good security officers. <laughs> well, well, maybe they could, but I can't. Yeah, well, if you look at my character again, if you if you look at the flip, they they mightn't be the best necessarily in the fight, but I think they would be. I mean, they they could be with the training, but they would be really good at de-escalating mm. before. Depending on the the thing, obviously, someone like a, a Klingon or a Romulan is already in the fight. In, not so much, but I think they'd be really good at de-escalation. That's why one of my talents is peaceful existence, which reduces the difficulty of trying to dissuade others right. from resorting to conflict. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, that's the the rundown on Rysians, I guess. And what's our commander? Our commander like? is a fairly tall human male. He's not. He's like attractive, but like yeah, not. Uh, has a, a certain presence about him. Uh, sandy coloured hair and blue eyes. If anything, his hair's probably a little bit longer than Starfeet reg- regulations. <laughs> yep, so that's our characters. Oh, yeah. And what's Helen the bottom? She's human, long, long, dark hair. She wears it tied back. A little nervous. Um, definitely, she's like, where she's sitting, but one foot's tapping. You don't think she's had a lot of experience in the field. Definitely a, a more book smart kind of character. Well, if we don't do anything, I'm assuming we drop out of warp above Zeri's four. four. Nothing new comes in on the um, emergency thingy. So you enter system and you can see Zeri's four. There is uh, several planets in the system. Hence, it's the fourth. And you can see that it is a very lush green like it's the light reflecting from the sun on it it's really green there's some polar caps towards each end but it's a really bright planet like so there's the, the plant life is is pretty pretty teeming and there is an ion storm covering about half the planet and it is the biggest you've ever seen um I'd hazard a guess that's the reason for the distress call. It's like silver cloud and there's just flashes of lightning. And it's like 
half the well from what you can see it's like at least half the planet you're thinking like you've done a, a, the, the sensors are giving you sort of at the moment passive because no one's done an active scan but it's it's curving around the back of the back side of the planet flying into an ion storm's not really recommended transporting is impossible but you have little choice well you should have no choice on one and little choice on the other yeah. yes what are the runabouts uh, drives aren't they ion drives war. yeah well they definitely they would possibly be affected by um, ion energy yeah uh, but we do need to get down there um, I've actually never flown through an ion storm before. Do you think you can? I don't know that we have a well, choice but to try. Uh, and I'm assuming this when I'm, I'm telling the GM. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we did do it as part of our training, but I mean, that was just training in a simulated environment, in a you know, hollow environment. But uh, yeah, it's quite risky flying through ion storms. Uh, we definitely can't transport through it, but if we lose the engines, we will lose all <laughs> flight ability to fly, basically. Can we send a message to Starfleet and just update them on what's going on here? So in case we don't come back, they can send a rest- rescue That's party. That's good idea, Thatcher. You can do the honors. All right. Um... So I try and send a message to um, Starfleet Command. And you're in orbit, so you think you can do that. There's no interference from, like, here. Okay. And I assume it's not, like, a live channel. It's a no. message that yeah. pick yeah, up. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, the, the vast is... And you, you know from the, the Shackleton Expanse being so uh, new... Well, it's very old, but it's not been explored by any of the main things. There's no relays. Within Federation space, there's a lot more relays, so messages get there faster because they bounce off these things. So the further, or so either the, whichever way you want to look at, it, the closer you get to Shackleton, or the further away from the Federation, it takes longer. But yes, it's not live. Okay, so I send a message saying that we've encountered an ion storm around uh, the planet, and we're going to probably try and fly through it to rescue people down below at the research station. Um, Lieutenant, do you want to track this storm? I just want to get an idea on uh, whether it's moving or not. Uh, sure. I'll uh, use the the sensors. Okay, give me a roll. Alright, so probably reason reason science or reason engineering. Uh, reason. It depends what you're looking for. I think at this point I just want to keep track of where it is and in relation to where the um, so that's reason science for sure. Research center yeah. is. That's reason science. All right, to success. Just in case we crash on the way down and, you know, might need to save someone. But I'm sure nothing like that will happen. All right, so it looks like unless something changes, uh, the storm will be over the research station in three days. Uh, the storm is covering roughly half the planet. And can I tell if it's the storm is like moving and rotating around the planet or is it getting bigger and expanding uh you are definitely thinking it has been expanding and probably getting faster which is not unusual but 
It's mm. probably been, for this scale, it's probably been building for a bit, and that is also unusual. They usually would burn themselves out like a hurricane. They'd be strong in that for a bit, and then they just, you know, dissipate. This has been bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. But what's your second question? Because if it's not too... Uh, it was, uh, could something like this be artificially created? Hmm. Or have I seen... Uh, or do I know what a cause might be? Oh, they're, 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 they're nat- they are naturally forming. I'll give you that, like, for free. Your, your other one's actually a bit of a slightly momentum spend um, because it's, it's very specific. Uh, but yeah. w- without spending the momentum, yeah, they, they do form naturally. They are a natural... On some planets, um, ion storms are a natural phenomenon. Okay. Well, maybe I'll spend momentum to figure that one out later. Uh, yeah, so it looks like this storm is growing. It's uh, getting bigger, uh, not just moving around the planet. It's, uh, uh, can I estimate like how long it would take to cover the whole planet? Or um, You think if it keeps going in, it, in its current rate, you've got a, maybe about two weeks? Yeah, so it looks like two weeks the entire planet will be covered in this ion storm. Uh, but there's three days before it reaches the research center. Three days before it reaches the research center. Yeah. So we have a window. But we do. Long. How many people can fit on this ship? Um, comfortably or not? Yeah, you could you could probably get up to about fifteen, but it would not. It, it would absolutely be be stressing it. But you did send the message to Starfleet, and I, I would I would assume that being Starfleet officers, uh, you you may have or Starfleet as well. They are aware of what a uh, shuttle could do. So. If they get it and you're like, we're going to the research, we're going to offer facility, they're going to realize that would be tough for a shuttle. So there would, there would be a safe assumption that they would try to get an actual ship to you to back you up. Do we have any idea how many people are working at this research station? Ellen says, uh, usually if it's just a small outpost sort of station, the most would be 20. Hmm usually less it depends on the priority of the of the research all right well it seems like we have two options we can stay here and wait for starfleet to come with a bigger ship to help or we could go down and see if we can rescue as many people as possible or maybe even figure out what happened and maybe there's a way to reverse it Thatcher sent in another message to Starfleet saying that we probably need assistance in evacuating. Give them our window of opportunities three days and tell them there's there's no way that we're going to fit a whole station on board a shuttle. So We should still go down as soon as possible. Well, we're we? going to go and investigate. Hmm. 
there may be injuries. Uh, but I think Starfleet needs to be informed that they also that the ion storm is also growing. So we only have a window of three days. So I patch in a communication to Starfleet and uh, update them with the latest information. And you see a green light. The message has been sent. All right. Let's make our way. Let's try, yes. So you, you enter the atmosphere and you're trying to stay as far away from the storm as possible, I assume? Yes. But you're noticing that there is a lot of ionized particles and I'm going to spend a threat. There is suddenly like this this flash of really bright lightning and you you don't feel it hit the ship. It doesn't actually feel like an impact, but suddenly everything goes off and the nose of the runabout just dips and you start to fall. Ah, uh, and this is what I didn't want. And you start to, oh, no. to feel the Gs in your, in your straps. Science Guy does know you can try to reroute power, but you also know you have a very limited period of time to do so. I'm going to try and reroute power to the main thrusters, see if we can uh, level out a bit here. Okay, so you rip off a panel and they've got all those different the little chips. They're all lined up. So give me a roll. And sorry, Emily, you, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just I was going to ask Aura if he needed any help. I'd say Aura's kind of panicking a yeah. little bit. 25,000. 24,000. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try and calm them down, <laughs> so could do that, but Oh dear. Oh, well, that's like, a 20. Ooh, not 20. Wait, no. Okay. That's bad. Awesome. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, no. Give me a piling roll. Suddenly, as you're falling, you're starting to spiral and go into this flat spin. You start to get flickering of power, and then the thrusters are kicking in, but you know you're going to crash. <sighs> okay, so that'll be uh, daring and con. Yes, yes. This is not a bad point to spend a momentum if you wanted to spend one for a third dice. So what do the values do? Your values are, are, are fundamental to who you are as a person, and they're tied to your determination, but they're also tied to your RP, right? Like if you say that all life is important, then if you ever have to take it in the name of Starfleet, that should be a, a, a cause of great you know, personal distress sort of thing. So it's not just how you tie it to your determination, it's also how you how you see the world and the and, and yourself uh yeah this is a good point does anyone mind me spending a momentum here so you can add a third dice to your roll okay how's it going down there thatcher <laughs> as as hunt's trying to pull on the stick and there's no movement on there uh not great um you're gonna have to land this probably without the thrusters Sorry. Manual landing? Are you kidding me? Uh, Hunt's flicking switches. You got this. <laughs> oh my oh, god! No. <laughs> Two 20s what in a row! <laughs> so, I, I spent um, Triss's 20 on something, mm -hmm. which is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but okay. this is like Genesis. So, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I can decide. What I, I will, well. I'll give you the. I'll give you the, the, the start of this, and then I'll let you work out where you want what complication you want it to be. So, as the as the power starts to come back, you do start to get the nose up, but you know you've just lost too much altitude and you have too much speed, and you're trying to scrub as much as you can off, and you start. You get just getting lower and lower and lower, and you start hearing the trees and branches hitting against the the hull. And then there's this impact, and it's really hard as you hit the ground, and it starts to slide. going across a plane of grass towards a what looks like the side of a hill and you can take your uh, disadvantage threat from there crashing damage the ship beyond repair that's putting us in more danger is it unless you want it to be at the at the moment you are unaware of what systems will survive the um, impact. Okay. If you want it to be beyond repair, you you can use that if you want. All right. Um, or you can make it. You can have certain systems have gone down. Or oh, okay. Oh. So with crash land, so we're stuck on the side of a hill, or is you I'm are approaching finishing? it at, at you are approaching it at speed. I am letting you finish that off. You are assuming, so uh, to be fair, not that one. That propulsion is probably down, like for sure. You've lost. You think you're pretty sure you've lost in a cell. That's affected. Yep. That you can spend the complication on another system being. Whether it's damage beyond repair, that doesn't have to necessarily be the case. But, I mean, certainly some systems are not going to be functioning from an impact like this. Yeah. But, yeah, you are sliding, not at, like, you are losing speed, so you're not going to be hitting it at, like, 300 kilometers an hour and bursting into tiny bits. But, yeah, there's a side of a, a rocky side of a hill that you do think that the ship is going to impact against. Oh, okay, we're impacting against the side of a hill. Oh. Yep. Oh, so it's starting to slide, and for a bit, you're a little bit worried that it's going to be the nose, but it starts to turn to the side. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Hole. Okay. So, Commander yells out, brace for impact. <laughs> he's taken, he's um, lifted up his hands, and he's just, everything, it is shaking around. Thatcher, you better get in your seat. Right. And probably before Thatcher gets in his seat. Uh, the ship slams sideways into the cliff. And rocks uh, uh, fall down from above. We can hear the sound of dung, boom. There's a crack in the uh, front windscreen. And then that's just silence. Everybody make a fitness uh, security roll. Oh, good. Fitness security. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's two D, isn't it? Best thing. Okay, one success. Oh my god! I almost rolled another twenty. One success. You're close. Okay, roll three D six. Who? Uh, ev- yep, yeah, everybody. everybody. Yep, you all got basically the same. Oh my god, that's not foreboding at all. 
3d6 i have to roll the maximum (laughs) this never happens in 5e (laughs) what the heck okay so you finish the the ship just smashes and that sudden impact you and the the impact in general has caused you to be if you're strapped in there's still that sort of bouncing around a bit against the straps so adam takes three points of stress which is damage and you took three effects so that can be more damage which i do not suggest because that would be six points and i think that's that if it goes over over five it becomes a bit of a problem i think okay you can be stunned three effects yeah so i you can take something like being stunned like knocked down say the flight control the yeah the concert breaks free he suffers whiplash and concussion from hitting the wall i guess the concussion might be quite bad being can you have two 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 like two effects yeah well it's a level three effect so yeah uh emily you get one effect and two points of stress damage okay and one effect so is that just less serious than yeah yeah i guess just stunned then but not actually concussed or that's what i mean the the impact was quite high and chris's is two points of damage and he had no effects in his Ooh. But so stress is damage. Stress right? is damage. Yeah. Just double checking. And okay. Lieutenant Book looks to be quite hurt. Sorry, how do I know what my maximum stress is? Whichever number of boxes are open and not crossed out. Right. Okay. Like I've got eight boxes without an X in them, so I can take up to eight. And I've got 11. Okay. Yeah, I have 8, so now I'm at 6. you got 6 left, because you took 2, yeah. Right. They just, all the other ones have check marks in them, mm. so... That just uh, means those are not... Not used, yeah. Okay. I guess I'm just wondering how we recover stress. Um, you take take time to rest. Medical, as well, can help, depending on the, um, depending on the injury. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how to remember uh how to remember what what my maximum is or does it not work like that your maximum will always be yes unless you somehow manage to increase i think it's based on fitness or something and that colossal sound of the crash fades away uh is everyone okay the commander doesn't respond that's where the commander's chair is not where it's supposed to be either (laughs) Uh, Kel's not responding right away, but after a while, she's probably going to start trying to get out of her seat. And I will say Kel does have a medical tricorder. That would make sense, I think, for her profession. Yes, I did have one last time, so I put it in my equipment again this time. What's the difference between that and and a tricorder? Standard tricorder is designed more for uh, scientific things, scanning metal, atmosphere, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Whereas the medical one is designed around a biological approach. Yeah. They make a distinction in the show, so. So I'll go over uh, to where Captain, is it Captain? Commander. Commander. Commander Commander Hunt should be, and not able to find him. I'll uh, look around and try and find his chair, hopefully with him in it. He's not that far away because it's still a... um, It's still a runabout. 
Yeah. I mean, it's still a very small. He yeah. has not been ejected from the vehicle. That would be that would be very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I give him a, a couple of slaps on the face. Is slapping someone that, with concussion uh, good? That he doesn't know you got the concussion though. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm asking the GM. Though. Is this? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Kel, who's managed to, like, unstrap herself from her seat, is going to be, uh, can you please not do that? I'm trying to wake him up. If he's unconscious, he may have suffered injuries that could be worsened by striking him, so... Hmm, okay. Uh, I'm going to look for the the door. Which I assume is where it usually yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It is closed. Um, there is <laughs> the door hasn't. There is um, um a, a mechanism. There is a mechanism for uh, opening when there's no power or, or very little power. Okay, I pull on the the mechanism to open the the door, and there's a and it opens, and it smells like farmland before a storm. And the air, the air is quite nice, especially considering a week in the runabout. The scrubbers were having to, they were starting to work a bit hard. Uh, I'll step out and uh, look around my surroundings. I'll go check if Aura has murdered Phoenix by slapping. I guess would doing a medical check be reason and medicine, or is yes, it something yes, else? unless you're trying to ascertain if you want to ascertain the mental condition of someone i'd say insight currently i am more concerned with the physical well-being of everyone so we'll do reason another 20 yikes it was my turn uh well that's one uh no not even one success that's two failures and one's a 20 okay so So the the failure is a failure so at the moment now did you use your tricorder then you get a D20 for the tricorder. Oh. It's assisting you because it gives you information. Thank you, tricorder. That's one success. So, does do you have any focuses that might apply? Focuses. Unless you want to argue that since I'm not human, xenobiology would apply, then no. <laughs> I will allow it. Uh, we have to look up... All right. We have to look up xenobiology, but it is the study of other species, so... Yes, and I am not human, so... So I'm assuming your interest would not just be cultural in that study, that it would have been in the the medical. medical. So you would have two successes. So, yep, you have two successes and a complication. And a complication. All right, what do I know from successes and what... So the complication is obviously surrounding this situation but it it's it doesn't have to be like 100% to the injury yeah i was going to say it it can't be something like 
Oh no, he's got permanent brain yes, damage. Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't go anywhere like that. Uh, um. So Adam can actually uh, give you his uh, injuries because he was the one that sort of did them okay. to himself. But what injuries are we dealing with here? Concussion and whiplash. Concussion, whiplash. Um, I guess I would say with the med kit I've got, I can ensure that there is nothing's going to be terrible, no lasting damage. I can get you up and walking, but it's still the kind of thing you're actually going to need checked out properly, which you won't be able to do till we can leave this planet. That sounds fair. There's huge advances in, in medicine in that. So the concussion, yeah, I, I'll say it's much easier treated than it is today, uh, but yeah. it is a brain injury. So, yeah, that's that sounds... Yeah, so you're maybe still going to have some effects from it, but it's nothing we can deal with till... Uh, so the commander's away. we can leave. I am going to say that yes. Whoa. I've got stuff in my med kit that could restart your heart if it stopped. I'm going to say I can... I could bring you back to consciousness. <laughs> yeah, she's at the hypo spray that they do in the neck. Yeah. You know, she would go, and you're like, wake up. Oh, with a roaring headache. Oh, my neck. Yep. Wow. <sighs> well, that could have went better. Ah, my head. Yes, please be careful. Um, How's the crew? I still have to go check on... Ellen, but Aura's up and walking anyway. Uh, I'm going to go do that now, actually, since you're awake. And I'm going to go take a look at Ellen, because I did not, in character, know that she looked worse off. All right, so she is unconscious. No, she's, she's, she's awake, but it looks okay. like that she couldn't get strapped in properly and had been thrown from her seat during the crash. Okay. And she's laying on the ground and she's holding her side and she looks at you when she comes over and she's like, I think it's bad. Okay. In I'm hindsight, we should have made sure that we're all strapped in. <sighs> Two success. Okay. All right. So it looks like you have maybe broken one of your ribs. And there's a possibility of some... Internal damage I'm going to want to take a look at later when we can actually get you back on a starship. So for right now, just going to get you stable and give you some anesthetic, and then we're going to see what we can do from there, okay? Okay. Um, Kel's going to use the hypospray to give her some anesthetic, first of all, because she looks like she's in a fair amount of pain. And then do anything she can to get her stable. And after that, she's going to kind of gesture the commander to follow her outside a bit farther away from the runabout. Is he going to follow? Um, commander is looking pretty dazed. Oh. Oh, true. I am forgetting that. Okay. Then we will have a conversation later. You can talk to Aura if you want. He's already out there. I could. All Did right. the commander see her beckon him? Or? 
I would assume so, because um, she did make a thing saying she wanted to uh, talk to him. Uh, so he, I'm assuming. Yeah, he gets up. He looks a little bit dizzy on his... Not dizzy, but he's swaying a little bit on his feet, and he's got his, uh, you know, pinching the bridge of his nose. He walks out, hanging there, and like as he's walking past um, the botanist, he says to her, hang in there, lieutenant, and walks out. Yeah, I just would be walking far enough away from the ship that if we talk quietly, okay. she's not going to hear us. <laughs> well, if it wasn't such a, so, a miserable crash site, this place would actually look quite lovely. It would. Um, I'm very worried about... Lieutenant Book, if we aren't able to get her proper medical care within, I'd say, four or five days, she's not going to make it. She's as stable as she can be right now, but there's internal Is she able to be moved? I, uh, I wouldn't really recommend it. No, we shouldn't move her. I mean, if she's not, like, I mean... Not to and carry we're her. We're leaving. When- <laughs> I'm saying, uh, do we need to build a stretcher and tie her down to it? Um, for what? For exactly? transportation to the uh, the station. The station will probably have medical supplies, which might help. Given that they're so far away from I'm- the Federation, I dare say that they would have some sort of. Um, we can try, but I'm not optimistic that we're going to be able to fix this without getting right. back on a starship. In any case, we still need to get... Uh, oh. We're not going to be able to get a message off. No. I don't think so. Not... Uh, no, probably not. Alright, how is she at the moment? <sighs> She's as stable as she can be. I wouldn't really want to move her from the shuttle, not even to try and take her uh, to see if they have any medical supplies there, because even just trying to carry her over the terrain could worsen the injuries. At least leaving her in the shuttle, she's protected from the elements, but yeah, we probably should leave her where she is. For now, she's stable. Uh, I've given her some anesthetic because she was in quite a bit of pain. I'm hoping she'll be able to sleep for a while, but all right. I'm very if you give her something to maybe uh, rest and ease her pain, especially over the next uh, few hours, um, we'll trek off to the uh, station and see if we can't get something um, or send some help back. Okay. I guess would be the best option. All right. Um, I want to walk around the shuttle and check the structural le- structural integrity of it. Uh, <laughs> I want to know if it there's like a antimatter drive or something that might be about to explode, uh, or you know anything that uh, leaving someone here would cause them harm. Um, give me a roll against engineering. So this is reason engineering. <laughs> Dice made it. One success. So you don't see anything like the sh- the sh- from a is the shuttle in good condition? No, it's 
but it hasn't the hull itself has not been punctured it has lost the right nacelle from an internal point it, it seems okay the left nacelle is damaged but slightly workable you do feel you if you're a little lucky you might be able to generate some basic life support of heat and stuff like that and replicator which would replicate food and stuff like that there does not appear to be anything that will explode uh, it doesn't look like an em- imminent chance of catching fire uh, and you do think that if you lock the door sort of thing that it would be hard for anything to get in okay i will walk back to where the others are did you guys go outside to talk yes uh- yeah, I thought you were part of that conversation as well, since you said you were already there, but... I I was, but uh, I was also exploring the, the ship and checking its uh. integrity. So I probably heard a little bit about what you were talking about. So if we, if we have to leave Miss Book in the shuttle, I think we can. It's not going to be damaged might even be able to get a little bit of electricity to the replicators but uh yeah it's not a long-term solution by any means uh before anybody does head out i would appreciate some help if we could try and move her to one of the beds but we'd need to be very careful what's exactly broken it's tricky to tell the full extent of her injuries with what I've got. We've got at least a broken rib and some internal bleeding. So, broken rib as in punctured lug, broken lib as in... Uh, She's not currently having any difficulty breathing, so I don't believe she's punctured a lung. Internal injuries more worried about the bleeding. Alright, I'll give you a hand with moving her to uh, one of the beds. Try and get her strapped in. Okay, I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can sedate her first, because I imagine it would be very painful to move her, even with the anesthetic, so... Yeah. Hunt will head back into the ship. Uh, right about, shall I say? Mm. Yep. Kel's gonna go do whatever she can for Lieutenant Book. I'll uh, attempt to secure our surroundings. And I will draw my uh, phaser and kind of walk around the perimeter and see what this planet is like. It is very foresty where you where you currently are. Like you're on the edge of a plane, um, not very big, so a clearing more than a plane. So it's like a clearing that your runabout has crashed through. There is a large trench of torn up dirt going back about 400 meters where the runabout first impacted and just tore through this this field there are large trees and smaller trees about 150 meters away and they're sort of earth-like just but they're not super earth-like they are different but they are definitely trees they have that same sort of bark and and leaves and stuff like that and they're green but there's slight differences to the actual makeup of them not not much plant, like animal life, rather. You can, there's not, like, many birds. There is some. You can hear some sort of, like, calls and that, but there's not a lot of animals in, in comparison. Okay, that was my question. And do I see any, like, evidence of large predators or anything like that? Give me a reason versus 
allow you to choose what you think would be the best sort of option for looking for tracks. Okay. Can I use Xenobiology for yes. this? Uh, and what does that give me? Sorry, is that three? Nope. If, if three you guys? get under what your discipline is, you get an extra success. Oh, okay. Not added together. So whatever your discipline is for the one you're rolling against, if it's under. And so you have to roll the one that your focus is connected to, though. Right. Right. And so science. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do some. I mean, it gets a little bit iffy because sometimes you say, well, if I knew xenobiology, I know where it's better to shoot them. Well, yeah, in the head. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it gets a little bit iffy on where it could be, but usually your focuses and that go under a specific discipline but yes i will allow that so yeah so whatever your discipline number is if you roll under that number you get an extra success nice so three success i'm just gonna look up what my talents actually are real quick while aura's outside doing that um hunt will walk inside and so lieutenant book i got some good news and i got some bad news which one do you want first she sort of looks up bad i guess the bad news is is you're going to be stuck on this bed for a little while the good news is you won't have to go and walk a few k's or however <laughs> i don't even hunt turns to kill did we, did we, did we even see the station uh, on the way down yeah i didn't very briefly I all right did very briefly we did what what's the good news that is the good news you don't have to come uh, walking with us and at least the air's a little bit fresher so there's two bits of good news uh, right all right so take a great. deep breath this is gonna hurt hang on hang on we're gonna move you onto the bed because i don't really want you lying on the floor Till we can leave uh it is gonna hurt if we just move you if you're okay with it i can give you something that's gonna help you fall asleep knock you out for a bit that might make it a little easier please and yeah i thought so all right hang on one second and i'm gonna sedate her all right now we can move her but please we need to be very careful Okay, I will let you roll against this. One Control. target number, so it's not particularly hard. I'm basically trying to let you get some momentum, but as there is a risk involved... So who's, who's either? Rolling? I would suggest you, ah. because you're better, with an assist from the commander. And it's... What, it's going to be control... Yep, I'll allow, it, I'll allow it to be control medicine, because you can take your time and do it, do, it, do it properly in that. So it would be your control plus medicine... And okay. he can he okay. will get one roll against his yeah. control medicine. So you roll you roll one D twenty if you're gonna oh. assist. Yep, okay. Oh please oh my God. assist. Jesus. Huh. Twenty and a nineteen. Come on, Dice Maiden, I thought we were friends. Oh. Tell me that's a success. Um my control plus medicine's twelve, so yes. Yes. Okay. So, okay. all right. The 20, yes, the you 20. do get her. You succeed. You don't get any momentum. Uh, you do get her onto the bed. She is 
unconscious, so she doesn't feel any any pain. Um, I didn't raise the complication range, so the 19 isn't, but the 20 is. It does not have to be related to her. It just... just Because I don't want the complications to get so narrowly specific that you feel the only thing you can do is do more injury. You know what I mean? Um, But something about the situation is not quite right. You don't have to decide on it now. I mean, most times you do. It's something you... But you'd have to make note that at some point, something has to come up related to this overall incident that is not working as planned. End of part one. All right. Uh, we got Kel- take thirty-seven. Or uh, take that. This is a thirty-seventh time. Take forty-seven. Cake in a galaxy cake far, far away. There's cake forty-seven. Take. Take. Oh, okay. <laughs> cake's coming into this. <laughs> Weird. No, that's no, cake. tomorrow. <laughs> oh, there's cake in my house tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Not that mm. I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. All right. Commander Hunt, start eight, 41046.069. We've just been given a new assignment to head off to Narendra Station. Uh, Narendra. 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 Damn. Why do they name these things? That one? Anyway. Um, uh, Narendra Station. Nare- and again. Anyway. Some station in the middle of the Shackleton Expanse somewhere. Stupid name. Um. Most confused uh, entry log ever. <laughs> you should have heard. <laughs> She'll hear. She will hear. Gave him time to prep for it and everything. Oh my gosh. We're on our way to Narenda to Narenda to, to, to Narenda. Why did they name it that? That's so confusing. <laughs> to Narenda to. I've done it again. To Narenda to some station in the Shackleton Expanse. <laughs> it didn't help that Aaron had spelt it wrong. <laughs> so. In fairness, let's be honest, it wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's supposed to be anyway, Narendra. Not not Narendra. not Naranda or Narendra. Narendra. If we want to go down, we'll probably have to take a shuttle. You are. We the are shuttle. Like, we're in a runabout. We, yeah, we are. We're, All right. We are. We're not on a big <laughs> yeah, ship yet. We've been stuck on a runabout for the last week. Yep. How the heck do you get six six six? Um, you yeah, by being a very too. bad boy and not going to church. <laughs>
Star Trek Adventures, featuring Emily as Lieutenant Kell, Shadow as Lieutenant Aura, Raven Insane as Commander Hunt, and Ghost as the GM. The Voyages of the USS Pegasus utilizes the excellent official rules Star Trek Adventures released by Mephidius Games. Many of the sounds come from Sirenscape, an excellent app for bringing more life to your gaming table. You can find us at critfail.com.